0: to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start. To your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, as well as the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at and Battery across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the great thing about a six-to-nothing victory for the Braves is that the one key thing that remains true about this Braves team throughout the past several years is that they always seem to follow up a day like Monday. You know, where the Braves had some positives and some negatives. You know, they they won. The first game, they won game one of the of the doubleheader, uh, but the bullpen struggled. You know, the game two, the bullpen struggled again. You know, there was the scare with Ronald Acuna Jr. There were some ups and some downs, but the Braves were able to get the job done. They were able to get the split and the doubleheader against the Mets. But the one thing that stands out about this Braves team over the past several years, under Brian Snicker, under Alex Anthopoulos, what have you, is that the Braves always seem to, in quick fashion, Offer a reminder of how good they can be after a day or two in which they haven't looked as impressive as they might. Now, in this case, it was because they didn't play Saturday and Sunday, and then on Monday they had their ups and downs. But then they followed up on Tuesday with a 6-0 victory and a complete team victory. The lineup, seven of the nine hitters in the lineup contributed with hits. Bryce Elder was Absolutely impressive, even to the point of being dominant, and the bullpen had a clean game, and thankfully, it only had to be used for two innings after pitching seven total innings on Monday. But it starts with Bryce Elder. The story of this game, without a doubt, is Bryce Elder. Seven innings pitched, six strikeouts, 11 groundouts. He allowed only three hits in the game against the Marlins. And that's the recipe for success. Last night was the absolute peak performance of the formula that has helped Bryce Elder be able to be as good as he's been to start the season. Six strikeouts, 11 groundouts. So of the 21 outs he recorded, 17 of them came via the strikeout or the groundout. And again, only three hits allowed and no walks. Now on the season, Bryce Elder has a 1.75 ERA a 3.59 FIP and a 3.5 or 3, 3.52 xFIP. So yes, he's probably not as dominant as his surface numbers show, but the secondary numbers, the 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 underlying metrics that a lot of times may indicate how valid The actual numbers for Bryce Elder are, yes, they may not be quite as impressive, but they continue to get better. And it was especially awesome to see the fact that the last time he pitched, which was against Miami, he gave up four runs over five and one and two-thirds innings. This time around, bounces back to have his most impressive start of the season. And now, we've seen within the first 30 games of the season, Bryce Elder, has gone head-to-head with 2022 NL Cy Young winner Sandy Alcantara, and he's helped the Braves win both games. So while Bryce Elder may not necessarily be able to keep up at a at a Cy Young-type pace like he's shown so far through the first six games, at least being, you know, the conversation, Bryce Elder has definitely found a recipe for success, keeping the ball on the ground, a 57% ground ball rate so far this season limiting walks only 2.25 walks allowed per nine innings so far this season limiting the home runs 0.75 home runs allowed per nine innings and getting enough strikeouts to where he can balance out getting weak contact but also missing bats now up to eight strikeouts per nine innings on the season as well. Whether or not that continues remains to be seen. At some point in time, regression will kick in. But Bryce Elder has shown he can be consistent enough with a successful formula that can consistently allow for him to keep the Braves in the ballgame that he absolutely has secured the fifth spot in the rotation, and the Braves have every reason to throw him out there as often as possible because of how key he is to getting the job done. Because the other key aspect of Bryce Elder's success so far this season, in four of his six starts, he's gone at least six innings, which helps to limit the work of the bullpen. So a great, great performance from Bryce Elder, a needed performance, and it was awesome to see him be able to, especially coming off his worst start of the season last time out, put together his most dominant start of the season so far to date. And of course, the offense continued to impress as well. They had a very good showing in the first game on Monday, were a bit more limited in the second game, but again, seven overall hits. But the other big key is nine walks compared to 10 strikeouts On the night, Austin Riley was able to get a single. You can see the relief in his eyes when he got his hit last night. But again, seven of the nine hitters in the lineup were able to get a base hit, including Ozzie Albies leading off the game with his eighth home run of the season. Once again, despite the recent struggles of Matt Olsen and Austin Riley, the Braves' true middle of the order, their fourth, five, and six hitters, Sean Murphy, Eddie Rosario, and Ozzie Albies, continue to deliver and get big-time hits. A lot of times right now, it's that middle of the order, that fourth, fifth, and sixth spot for the Braves right now, that really is getting the key hit early in the game, to get the Braves the lead, and that's playing a big role in how successful Atlanta is remaining. But make no mistake about it, as good as the pitching was last night, again, the starting staff now for Atlanta has the best ERA in baseball. That continues to be a big, huge key to all the Braves' success. But when we talk about individual performances, we're 30 games into the season, and the overall statistics show... Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So before the 2022 season started, if you talk to people around spring training, if you talk to people around baseball, one of the biggest storylines or one of the biggest individual storylines that I think many people were focused on was a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. For the first time since the start of the 2021 season, which if you remember, before he experienced his knee injury, right before the All-Star Game in 2021, Ronald Acuna Jr. was playing at an MVP level, even though the Braves overall were struggling. But many people were ready once again to see what type of season, what type of campaign a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr., could put together. And now 30 games into the season, Ronald Acuna Jr., at this point in time, leads Major League Baseball, at least position player-wise, in B-War, as he's been through the first 30 games, where two BWAR so far this season. Now, whether you prefer BWAR, FWAR, what have you, to value a player's performance, that's completely understandable. You know, go with your preference there. Just using BWAR, though, because it's a bit easier to be able to, you know, look at it in terms of a historical context. Ronald Acuna Jr. has arguably been the most valuable position player so far in baseball this year, and he clearly is right in the mix when it comes to the MVP conversation for the National League. I think that many would consider him the leader in the clubhouse a fifth of the way through the season. But it's not just that Ronald Acuna Jr. is performing to a level that few others are so far this year. It's the fact that across the board, his overall production is something that we've rarely seen. Consider this, so far this year, Ronald Acuna Jr., through 30 games, has at least 40 runs, 25, or excuse me, at least 25 runs, 40 hits, 15 extra base hits, 15 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, and has an OPS of 1,000 or better. I know that's a very specific stat, but again, through 30 games, just think about how much production that is. 40 hits, at least 40 hits, at least 25 runs, at least 15 extra base hits, at least 15 RBIs, 1,000 OPS, and 10 stolen bases. You want to talk about a player who, on the base pass, at the plate, combining power, overall on base ability, he's doing everything. That stat line that I mentioned, Ronald Acuna Jr. is only the third player through his team's first 30 games in a season to meet that stat line. Again, one more time, through the first 30 games of the season, at least 40 hits, 25 runs, 15 extra base hits, 15 RBIs, 10 stolen bases, and 1,000 OPS or better. The only two people who have done that since 1997 are Brian Roberts in 2005 and Larry Walker in 1997. That's how special of a level of production Ronald Acuna Jr. has offered, that only two players have done it over the past 26 years. And the thing about it is this, is that we've still not truly seen Ronald Acuna Jr. lock in to go on one of his home run spurts that we've become so accustomed to seeing. We definitely know, I know there's been a lot of talk when it comes to Ronald Acuna Jr., can he get to 40-40, it's going to take a pretty good stretch of home run hitting for him to get his home runs on the pace of getting to 40-40. But right now, through 30 games, 5 home runs, 14 stolen bases, he definitely is in line to potentially have a 25 home run, 50 stolen base season. And that's to show that with how good of a start Ronald Acuna Jr. is having, it's starting to show the level of production that he could easily reach that in and of itself could be historic. Consider this. Ronald Acuna Jr. through 30 games. He potentially is, is on pace for around 27-28 home runs as well as around 70-75 to 75 stolen bases. Over the past 30 years, there have only, 35 years, there have only been three players who have had 25 home runs, 50 stolen bases, and had a 900 or better OPS in a single season. Hanley Ramirez in 2007, Barry Bonds and Ricky Henderson in 1990. In 1990, when Barry Bonds and Ricky Henderson produced those stat lines, they were the NL and AL MVP. So when it comes to what Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing and the pace that he's on, if he were to finish with 25-plus home runs, 50-plus stolen bases, and a 900 or better OPS, he'd only be the fourth player to do that in the majors in the past 33 years. And so far, two of the last three players to do that were the MVP in their respective leagues in the single season that they did it. That's how special of a season Ronald Acuna Jr. is truly having. And without a doubt, he can continue to put together a campaign that we've rarely seen before. So the point is, if you're a fan of The Office, if you remember the saying towards the end of The Office um, series, you know, where where Andy Nardog Bernard said, you know, I wish there was a way for us to know that we're living the old days when we're actually in them. Well, I apply that philosophy to this, is that I don't feel as if Braves country needs any convincing, but it just really stands out to purely enjoy what we're watching on a nightly basis, because it's not every year. As a matter of fact, it's rare every quarter century that you're seeing a player put up the offensive numbers that Ronald Acuna Jr. is doing currently. And that's a big reason why he's a huge catalyst as to why the Braves obviously are among the best teams in baseball. But it's not just about Ronald Acuna Jr. It's the fact that the Braves against starting staff has consistently been able to get the job done. And so that responsibility is going to fall on Kyle Wright on Wednesday. And the Braves really do need to continue to win in good fashion against the Marlins, because the rest of May, it's going to be a pretty tough schedule. The Braves are going to face many very good teams, so as good as they've been against the Marlins, they need to get as many victories as possible, and tonight, that will fall on the shoulder of Kyle Wright, as he'll face off against Marlins starter Braxton Garrett in the second second game of this series, and the good thing about Kyle Wright, his fifth start of the year... So far, just over 17 innings pitched in his starts this season. Excuse me, 16 innings pitched. And the great thing is, is that in his last game, though it was cut short, in his last game against the Marlins, Kyle Wright was able to go three innings, only gave up two hits, allowed one walk, and produced six strikeouts. He looked the best that he's looked since last season in his last start. The hope is is that he's starting to find his groove health-wise, and he'll be able to help the Braves get another series win. So make sure you enjoy it again. Just a great performance from Bryce Sutter last night. If Kyle Wright can put together another performance, the Braves once again are entering May with their starting pitching clicking on all cylinders, and that's a great, great way for this team to continue to win. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button. Wherever you get your podcast for free, that's where we'll be. Just hit that subscribe button. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find us at Stats, You find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer.